All topics covered here are for conversational purposes only and do not constitute financial advice. Please contact Mulcahy Co. to receive advice on all matters from one of our professionals. Welcome back, listeners, to the Mulcahy Co. FS360 podcast for our brand new episode. Um, host Gavin Nash here today with digital marketing consultant uh, who works in our marketing team here, Adam File. Good day, Adam. Good day. How are you, Gavin? Pretty good, mate. Pretty good. Thanks for uh, coming on the podcast again. We've... Um, we are revisiting an episode we did mid last year in the COVID lockdowns pandemic, and uh, today we're going to be talking to you about um, a few things around the digital landscape for businesses and how they can best uh, make sure they can be found online and then promote their services and products online. So, a bit of a marketing focus for the episode, um, especially in the digital realm. So, are you ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. You're probably more ready than the Geelong Cats are at the moment. <laughs> Danger's out for two months. Yeah, I thought I'd throw in a dig about the cats there, mate. But the yeah, tig- yeah, my, tigers thanks, mate. my Tigers aren't going any better, really, at the moment. So <laughs> we had, we've had one good win in five weeks. So but anyway, we'll see how we go. No, that's good, yeah, mate. You so, guys have bounced back. I hope so. hope so. Hey, um, so, Ads, I thought we'd start with the, the basics of the basic. Okay, so if you're a yep. business and you want to be found online... Years ago, you could just open up a Yellow Pages or maybe even go to the Yellow Pages website, um, search a, a business or a service, and then someone's paid Yellow Pages to be there. So these days, that's happening a lot less. A lot less people are using things like Yellow Pages listings. Um, and a lot yep. of people are just going to the search engine, so Google or Bing, and they're just searching for their product. They might just search for yep. a, pl- a plumber nearby or a pizza shop or a hairdresser, whatever they're looking for. So... Just yeah. explain. And it's, look, it's people's first port of call, really. When, even if you're sitting in the car and you're on your mobile phone, you, you'll pull up a little browser and you'll go, you know, coffee shop near me or, you know, Tyler um, Ballarat or something along those lines. So, yep. you know, back in the day, all you needed was a, a yellow pages listing and maybe just a one pager on your website. But there's so many moving parts now and everyone else is, is sort of gradually completing those moving parts so it's quite competitive and unless you get all your pieces of your puzzle you know in the right order then you're going to sort of drop down the listings and and not get the 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 eyeballs on your your web and and phone numbers and things that you should be getting so when you're talking about um that that google searching ads you pull your car over and everyone will have seen it they will have seen that you, you know you're on your mobile phone you search a business and then it comes up with a bit of a business listing it'll say might say Mulcane Co and it'll say website, there'll be a button to go to the website, a button to make a phone call. So um, that's called a, a Google My Business listing if you're in Google um, and it's called a Bing listing if you're in the Microsoft Bing, yeah, Bing search business. engine. Yeah. Bing business, yep. yep. So, um, so there's, there's quite a few. There. You know, the Google My Business one's probably the most predominant one um, and Google will sort of generate some of these itself based off its algorithms, but you can also manage your own listing, um, which is the best thing to do because then you can set things like opening hours, you can put in your own business description instead of sort of leaving it up to the AI robot computers out there that are trying to to work out what your business is. So the power is in your hands, putting in sort of multiple phone numbers and you can actually do blog posts and message your customers in, in that Google My Business listing as well. So it's part of what I would call a, a local SEO blanket. Um, and, you know, when you combine it with things like, you know, blog posts, social media posts, you know, having the right business schema on your website, 
even things like local links. So if there's a local business directory or, you know, a city council website and things like that, it all adds up to, you know, your local SEO um, ranking power, I guess. So when someone does search for marketing Ballarat, then if you've got all those terms, you know, in the right places and you've got an up-to-date business listing, then, you know, you should be right up there at the top of the list. So, so probably the takeaway from that is that you can manage it yourself. It's actually a service we offer here at Mulcahy Co Marketing, but um, you can actually manage that listing. And I'll give you an example that just this morning I had a call from, I had an email, a text message, sorry, from a client who runs a cafe gift shop. So they said, oh, um, Gav, can you update our hours for Anzac Day coming up this weekend? So, yep, so we can jump into their website, make the changes there, jump into their Google My Business listing, change it there. We've hooked that up to go- to the Bing business. So within half an hour, all of those listings are updated with how they're open and what hours they're open on the public holiday coming up. So yeah, we've all had that. That's right, and look, it's yeah. all about – it's not even all about having a positive customer experience. Sometimes it's it's avoiding a negative one as well, which will add to your, you know, something we'll talk about a bit later, which is the word of mouth and you know, which leads into citations and things like that. But for, I'll give you another example. Is I went to go to a, a cafe the other morning and sort of, you know, just walked out the front door, went 10 minutes up the road and got there and it was shut. But I checked it beforehand on, on, on the Google listing and it said it was open. So they hadn't updated their hours and they were renovating a kitchen or something. And it, it did, it sort of was like, oh, you know, now I've got to find somewhere else to go. And it was a bit of a negative experience. So I've already I think walked here. Can, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've walked here, now I'm going to go somewhere else. And that, you know, so there's an opportunity lost and it's a, it's a negative experience that could have been avoided. So, I think if you take control of those listings and you do just do a, you know, sort of a minimum amount of, if you know you've got work coming up or there's public holidays or something which is a little bit different to your normal operating hours, then you can put it up there and when people do search, it'll come up in, in big sort of red letters saying, we're closed today due to X, Y, and Z. So, yep. you know, there, there's a lot of it, it's just reinforcing, you know, what you would normally do with your customer experience, you know, on site. And the other thing about, look, we've all had that frustration you've mentioned, Ads, where, you know, you go to ring and then the, the phone rings out or you turn up at the cafe and all of a sudden it's not open or whatever or you've missed out by an hour or something because, you know, their opening hours were different. So, look, opening hours is, is one thing that the Google My Business and Bing business listings do. The other one is, you know, you can do a, um, you can add photographs. So if you're a restaurant, cafe, you can add photos, your own photos of your own meals so you don't have to rely on the – the world out there Absolutely. putting up photos for yeah. you, Google Finder yeah, on their on their old Nokia phones. Yep. Yeah, yep. So you you can control which images go up there. You can control business description, phone numbers, um, all that stuff. So I've even had it in the past ads where a client rings up and goes, "Oh, Telstra said our phones are down. You know, how do we? You know, my mobile's going, but you know they can't redirect to it. Well, we can jump on yep. to your Google listing, change that to the mobile phone for a period of. 12 hours if you want, 24 hours, whatever, yeah. you know, two days yep. and then your phone's back on, we'll change it back to the landline. So they're the yep. kinds of things, as you say, it, avo- it it helps you get customers in the door, of course, because they know you're open. Um, they can see your photos, they can see your business description, they can ring your phone number, but also... Oh, they get, get directions, you've got your address yeah. in there, if they're not quite sure where you are. Um, 
The other thing too, which is, is super important, is the Google reviews, which is all sort of tied into the, the business listing as well. So right, run having us through the reviews. Positive, how does that work? So having positive reviews of your business will help to bring you back up that list as well. So uh, and not not only that, reinforces it, you know, in the customer's eyes too. If they're, if they're browsing through a number of different businesses and one has a two star average review and the other has a four star average review then highly likely they're going to go with the four and a half you know four star average review business so it's in your best interest to get you know good reviews obviously but you also want if you do get negative reviews you need to address them within that system as well now you don't have to use the review system but it is big in terms of you know sort of that that authority of um, your digital footprint so it's a good idea to do and I think the thing is, if you manage your own listing and you get a bad review, no one wants a bad review, right? But if you get a bad review, just as a bit of a warning to people out there, Google won't take it off unless it's a couple of things, like unless it's you know, sexist, racist, it's hate speech. Or fraudulent. Yeah. If, if, yeah. If, it's, if it's something that someone says, oh, I got, a, I got a bad experience at this cafe because they did get a bad experience, that's human, that's life in business. Everyone that runs a business knows that. Sometimes you have a bad day or a staff member has a bad five minutes and all of a sudden it turns into a bad review. But as you say, you can't necessarily take that down unless it's, it you know, qualifies as those things I mentioned earlier. If it's just freedom of speech, Google won't take it down. So what you've got to do no, is reply no. to it, make sure that um, people are understanding that, yes, you are getting back to people. They can say, oh, they did get a one star here. What was that for? Oh, yep. And then they can also say on there, you'll reply. So as the business owner. So if you take control of the listing, that is your best bet. Um, as you said, Adam, earlier in the in the episode, Google kind of makes these listings up themselves and they, they trawl websites and find out there's a business here. Um, this is their phone number because I got it off their website. So quite a lot of businesses out there go, yeah, but my... I already come up with my phone number and website. Why do I have to worry about it? Well, because then if you take control of your listing, you can do everything we've just spoken about. Like you change your opening hours, you can reply to reviews, you can encourage reviews, all those things, but you can't do it unless you're verified as an owner of that listing. So Google do it for free, but you need to manage it. So look, as I said, it's the very minimum. They'll, They'll do the very minimum for free because they want sort of, you know, information in their databases. Yep, absolutely. Um, and, and so it's up to you to, to sort of, you know, populate that with the things like, you know, the posts and the images and the descriptions and, you know, all those alternative phone numbers, email addresses and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's the best thing to do. And we've even had it before, ads where, you know, client will contact and say, look, we, we moved six months ago, but Google's still saying that we're at the old address. Well, that's because that's right. they've never taken <laughs> over the listing and never changed it. So Google's not going to jump on it and change it next day. They're just going to leave no. it there until someone comes along and says, this is my business, I'd like to verify myself, now I want to take control of the listing. So it's called a That's Google right. My Business and Bing Business listing. So there's just a couple of things that we can help out with. Um, we've got like a yearly package where, you know, we can do all your updates um, for the whole year um, and all you got to do is let us know, an email or a text or a phone call. So that's the kind of thing that is, I would say, step one in the digital world. Make sure you're looking after you and you've, verified your business listing in Google and in Bing, even before you think about a website, you know, even before. Especially if you're a a locally based business. So if you were a 
you know, a, a big sort of global or countrywide sort of online retailer, not as important. But if you're a local business who has bricks and mortar or, or you service a local area, then it's super important. Yep, yep. Um, and as I said, it's probably step one. Step two is then to get into, you know, um, how do I then best better establish myself online as a business? And probably the next thing is, um, you know, getting into your own website and your own SEO, which is search engine optimization. So um, lots of, as you mentioned earlier, briefly ads, we might go into it a bit more now though, just, um, just explain the focus. So let's say you've got a website and you want to get further up the list. Um, how best do we do that using SEO and things like articles, blogs, and that sort of thing? Yeah, so look, the SEO landscape is is a lot bigger than it used to be. Um, you know, there's there's so many parts to it now. So you might have all the right wording in your website, but it's extremely slow, and you have huge images in there and things like that. So it loads quite poorly, and the, the user experience is poorly. So you're sort of wasting your SEO efforts from the the content point of view. So, on the other hand, if you've got a super fast website and but you don't have any of the right terms in there, or you've got very minimal text and maybe just a couple of images, then it's not really helping you either because you know Google doesn't really know what you're about from from that um, minimum content. So, it, it's a number of things, and I think we were talking yesterday. It's sort of like cogs in the machine, you know, you, you basically you want to have all of your cogs in there and, and then if you do have that, then that the end result is going to be good for you. So SEO is, is sort of a combination of probably half a dozen key things, um, making sure you've got the right content in there and, and search terms, you know, covering off things, you know, that you want to target. So you sort of got to put yourself in the customer's shoes a little bit and try and work out what it is that they're going to be searching for and you, you know to, to try and find a business like yours um, and that's where things like you know Google, Google Trends can come handy um, so you can do some research on what it is that people are looking for and, and try different variations and that's just a website anyone can get to um, where you can put in different terms and you can find out how they're tracking over time and if they're sort of you know going up in the chart you know recently or going down in the chart it can sort of dictate what it is that you, you know, how you write your content and things like that. So there's a whole lot of other things and, you know, the, the Google My Business is one of them and being there's also local schema, which is effectively just some what they call markup, which sits behind your website, which tells you a bit more, tells people a bit more about your business and that will help in a lot of ways as well, especially from a local SEO point of view. And then you know, probably the most important one is, you know, having links back into your website from external parties. And, and you're going to get that from having content that people want to share. So that might be things like, you know, blog posts. It might be things like events or, you know, um, things like that, or even galleries of projects that you might think people might share around, you know, if it's something that you've done that you're proud of or, or you think is, you know, is going to help you out there, then sharing those things and listing them in other places is always going to help with a link back into your site. So, and yeah, think- SEO is a, one of those things, you know, it's, it's you can't just do one little thing and it makes, you know, suddenly you're on the top of the Google listings. You, it's a bit of a long haul and it's, it involves quite a few little threads. It's kind of something that needs a little bit of commitment over time. I think we were talking yesterday that, you know, if 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 you if there's listeners listening to this episode thinking to themselves, 
you know, writing articles, blogs. I don't have time for that. You know, I'm too busy trying to be an engineer or an architect or whatever I'm doing out there. Um, it's just funny the amount of businesses who will happily put up a social media post, you know, with a photo and a, and a very short comment saying, you know, this is what we did, here's a project we worked on or great to see this project finished or, you know. Um, yeah. All it takes is for that photo and a little bit more expansion on that text. Maybe a couple of paragraphs of text about yeah. the project, yeah. To go yeah. up onto your website as an article, you know, in a blog format, which is a format that Google prefers um, so that you can be found and it, you get your website gets benefit out of that post as well. So it's not necessarily going, oh, now I've got to do all these extra things. So a lot of I've got to write like, an essay of 5,000 yeah. words. Yeah, no, it's not that at all. And you don't have to reference it like the old university assignments. You don't have to do that. Um, you can just It can just be your opinion. I always say to clients too, ads a really good way is to say well what do you get asked every single week and you keep getting asked the same question in your business well then that, that, that's an article so you need to make that yep. an article make it a frequently asked question on your website um because it's sort and of that all, comes down to the domain authority so if you if google thinks that you're an authority in your area and that's based on you know, your, your website and what other people are linking into you and, and all of that stuff, then you're going to come up the, the search engine rankings, right? So that's a, good, that's a good place to start is to say, right, what is it that, you know, people are sort of tripping over when they come to me and, and looking for my help? What is it that they're, they're struggled with or they're looking for help with? And, and, you know, put that in there. And I think the way we sort of do it with the, the Mulcahy stuff is we start at that blog post we start at the article and then we share that article on social media so it's it's not like you're double handling or triple handling content you've, you've done you've done it once and then you're sharing it on those social media platforms so i think that's a good a, way of doing it yeah it might even be on an, uh, on your social media or on your email list you know, might send it out to your email yeah. list as well to your customers because they might want to hear about yeah. it they might want to pass it on to their friend or whatever so um yeah no, it's good, and I think um, it's the way that I think a lot of businesses in 2021, this is how they've got to think. They've got to think, how, do, how does this look digitally? Gone are the days, I think, where you look at a website and you look down the bottom and it says 2016 on it. You, I, you know, yeah. people just see that. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing, one, that you've even got to that website because Google's punishing the hell out of that website at the moment because it's so old and up, not updated. But if you finally get to it and you look at it and you go, uh these guys don't really I care. I think I found one yesterday and it was 2009. I think that's the oldest I've seen for a little while. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. I think well, it was my built-in dream leader or something. <laughs> so <laughs> SEO is kind of – there's a few moving parts to it, but I suppose the idea is to um, – I call it a digital footprint. I think you've mentioned, you know, you call that your local blanket, you know, that goes over the, the whole local area. So that's, your, you know, your website, your Google My Business listing, your articles that go up, your social media – maybe your e-news database that goes out to your email list. So there's a few little moving parts there that, um, as as we said, you don't always have to start from scratch every time. You can do the one piece of content and use it across all your channels. So it's good. Yeah, um, exactly. What about, yeah. um, what about Google Ads, um, Adam? Uh, that's something that we get asked about a fair bit. We offer the service here. Um, Google Ads, so let's say you, you're doing all that work but you really just need some extra uh inquiry into your business your options these days you can take out a traditional radio ad or a tv ad or a newspaper or a magazine or you can sponsor a local event or you can do a whole lot of things um to get your name out there i suppose how does the google ads work for just as a summary for businesses out there um the thing i like about it um is that you're capturing people when they're already searching for your service or product 
So this is the thing. So if you've done all your SEO work and you're still sort of, you know, you might be in a very competitive market, right? So you might not come up, you know, number one or even in the top five for a lot of search terms. So one way around that is to use, you know, a service like Google Ads, which is effectively you're just paying for search results at the top of the list. And everyone's seen them, you know, you've done a search for, you know, you might be looking for a rug for home or something like that. You'll see ads at the top. So the first two are normally ads, um, and that's across the, the board. So in Bing and in Google, then you'll see those ads. Now, it does definitely help. So, if it, you know, especially if you're in a competitive market, it will generate traffic, but it is up to you to sort of set it Okay, you say we want to spend a hundred dollars a month or five hundred dollars a month, whatever it might be, um, and we want to target these key phrases. Right, so it's all around the, the search terms that people are using, and you might, you know, there might be search terms you want to focus on that might be, say, an older way of referencing something that you don't have that really on your website, so it's not going to index well for. You can target that in Google Ads, so there's no limit to the number of keywords. It all comes down to ad quality and a whole lot of other things, but the Google Ads is a great way to boost your traffic. Um, because you are getting those people that are searching for particular products um, and you may not be coming up the top of those those um, organic results. And I think too, um, sometimes it's uh, uh, like our packages for Google Ads start around $700 a month. So it's not a thing that you can say, look, I've got 50 bucks, I might throw it to that. If you've got fifty dollars, you want to throw it to something. You can throw that to social media, you know, probably to, yeah, to right. boost your Facebook yeah. post. But Google Ads is more of a longer term structured approach to get visits and inquiry to your website and to your phone. So um, we right. we had a ripper testimonial this week, ads from a client of ours who um, I shared with you the other day. But they just said this because they their six months Google Ads had finished, and I sort of gave them a report and said how many calls they'd had and how many visits to the website and and. Um, the client said, um, yes, we'd like to go ahead. We can't live without this now because we're getting the most inquiries we've ever had from anything has been the Google Ads. So I'm not saying that for any other reason that some businesses it works awesome for and other businesses we've tried it with and it doesn't really work that well. So it, it does – it's another one of these things. It's not a – oh, yeah, that's the – that's the uh, – It's you know, not a one-size-fits-all, no, no. No, but – And that, in, that in, they were, in particular, that client was in a very competitive market. And there was even nationwide too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know some of their competitors were even sort of you know using terms that were you know, invented by them. So you know it was hard to get to the top of the list in the organic results because some of their competitors had put a lot of effort into their sites. Um, and so Google Ads worked quite well because we could you know jump to that top of the list. You know. Um, and, and the thing is with Google Ads, I think you need to work out, if you're a business out there, you need to work out what a customer is worth to you. And then you can sort of formulate your paid advertising campaigns around that. So, you know, if a sale of, of, of a particular product for you is worth $20, then you can target your Google Ads to that. But if a sale to you is worth, say, $70,000, right, and it might be a piece of heavy machinery or a vehicle or whatever, then you can target your ads to that as well. So your spend sort of is dictated by, you know, the services that you offer and the number of customers that you expect through the door. So, there's, you know, it, it, it can work really well, like you said, for some people and other people it doesn't work at all. 
you know, the social media is by far a better way of doing things, you know. And that's where I suppose, um, um, you know, the idea is to sort of, you know, have a chat to have a chat to us and we can sort of work out where your business fits in all of that. I think the other thing too, Ads, we've got another Google Ads client too who has over the years tried everything else basically. They've tried newspaper advertising regularly over a 12-month period. They've tried radio. They've tried a TV ad. They've tried, you know, um, sponsoring local sports clubs and, you know, getting involved in all that. The thing they've settled on now after 10 years of trying everything else is the Google Ads because it's what's happening is people search for the product or the service then they get served your ad. So that's, that's yep. way different. That is a way different result than opening up a newspaper. Um, or an ad on TV. Yeah, because yeah. you might only be talking to less than 1% of the people who are actually interested that see that ad or are interested in your service or product. So it's one of those things where it's a we call it a qualified lead because people are already searching for the product or the service, then they see your ad, then they click on your ad, then they're through to your website or they're through to your phone number, yep. making a call or whatever. So, and the good thing about the, the digital ads is that you can measure everything. So, you know, with a TV ad, you really don't know if that customer walking through your door has seen your ad on TV or in the newspaper or someone's word of mouth or, or whatever, unless you sort of force them to fill out some sort of questionnaire when they walk in the door, yeah. you really don't know. So, but with a, a paid ad, you know, you, you can set up what they call some conversion tracking and... You, you know that that person has filled out the form or the contact inquiry on your website has come from a particular ad. And so you can measure the success of your campaign. And you can even do that with things like, you know, people ringing your phone numbers, um, especially off a mobile device. If they click on your phone number that appears in the ad, then, you know, that's classed as, what, as a conversion. So it's really easy to measure the success of a paid um, Google or Bing ad campaign. Um, and you can also just set how much you want those conversions to cost you, um, which is you know really good. And 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 again, uh, for the listeners, it doesn't mean that TV advertising can't work. You know, it's got its place for things like uh, overall branding and brand recognition and getting known into the public about what your product or service is. So things like a, or events is yeah. very good, very good for events. You know. Yep, and um, so there's no there's no. Uh, one way or the other, we're just sort of more concentrating today's um, episode more on the digital side. But ads, um, talking about the Google ads, we've got three different networks that people might not be wary of, aware of. Sorry, um, the first one you've spoken about is the text search network. So the search network, yep. which is um, when you type into Google and the ads come up at the top of the screen. What are the other two networks? So you can also do display ads, which are the more traditional sort of, you know, people's early days of the internet, the old banner ad, um, where you might see a graphic of, you know, your logo and a photo and maybe a bit of a service offering, you know, as an image and it might be down the right-hand side of a website you're on or as a horizontal banner. Um, so there's ways to do that as well, especially if your product it's very visual, um, you know, so it might be, you know, new homes or things like that where the, the image can tell a thousand words, as I say, and the display network can work really well for you. Um, the other network is the video network. So, you know, effectively YouTube advertising where you can create short videos or you might even repurpose an ad that you've already done for TV uh, and you can measure the impact of that as well. And so you, everyone who use YouTube would see, you know, sometimes you go to a, a more popular video and you get a 15-second sort of ad, you know, at the beginning of that. 
um, video. So that can be quite impactful as well, depending on what it is that you're advertising and, and, and you know, the quant- quality of your content or your ad. Um, and, and then on top of all that, you can also advertise over what they call the Google Partner Network. So it's not just the Google um, properties themselves, but anyone within the Google Partner Network. So the, the, the reach is quite, you know, vast, um, unless you want to say target, you know, 30 kilometers around Ballarat, which you can do. And it's smart enough to know that, you know, the people searching are in that, that sort of geographical area and it'll only present it to those people. So it's not like you're, you know, again, not like a shotgun approach where you just send the ad out into the ether and you, you know, you're paying for, People who see the ad that we have no chance to come to your local business, you can really target in on a particular demographic in a particular area and get you know great value for money in terms of your ad spend. A great example of that is I had a client who is in one particular town. They're about an hour away from the next major town, and they sort of said, "Oh, we want to break into that town a little bit. We want to break into there. We want to. They're only an hour away. We can get the guys up there to do the installations and whatever they're doing." So we actually targeted that area. So. You're right, you can sort of geo-target um, an area and that helps you measure again. You'll start getting all, if they start getting inquiries from that town, well, they know it's it's come from the Google Ads network. So um, yeah. as you say, it's very measurable, um, especially when you sort of strategically target it at, cert, at certain sort of demographics, including, you know, geography is one of them for sure. Well, that's um, it's a, just an overview of Google Ads for the listeners. So ho- hopefully, guys, that's not too technical for you, but it sort of just gives you an idea that th- these options are out there. Um, Ads, I wanted to finish today's um, episode on the the um, impact that word of mouth has on businesses. So we, we, we hear this a lot, um, especially from established businesses that say, yep, yeah, we've got to a certain size. We just, we just rely on word of mouth, you know. Word of mouth, everyone, rel- you know, um, sort of recommends us to their friends, that's how we get more business. But sometimes we get those businesses coming to us going, yeah, that's kind of dying off. Why is that dying off? But I think the thing to think these days about um, that the, is that the customer has got the power back in their hand with the internet. So what they've, yeah. what they've got Absolutely. is someone says, um, righto, you should use that funeral director, you know. Oh, okay, well, I might just look them up online and, and just qualify who they are and what they do and what their speciality is. Um, a classic, classic one yeah, to explain the point is medical. So we do a lot in, in the medical area here but uh, with medical clients, but doctors especially have been, um, word of mouth has been their main thing for, you know, a century. Um, now a, 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 um, a person gets a, a referral from a GP to get their knee done or their shoulder done or whatever, reconstruction, whatever they need. Um, we're finding more and more that that, patient now goes and researches that doctor or that clinic and on the web and sees what they're up to and what their speciality is and quite often um, they don't always just blindly take their GP's word for it and go to that person they might make their own decision about where that referral goes to so um, yeah absolutely in the old days where you know you could say oh word of mouth is just word of mouth you know that's how we you know I think this digital footprint that you can establish with everything we've spoken about in this episode can really start to have a big impact on your word of mouth. So, yes, you, the word of mouth is important and every business has it. If you're a good business, you should have it. You know, that's something that you should be relying on. But the digital stuff in the background just heightens the use of that word of mouth so that when someone gets referred, they can go and check you out. They can see that your opening hours are up to date on your Google My Business. They can see you're doing articles on your website. They can see that your website's up to date. 
I can see that, you know. Um, so all those things help the word of mouth sort of be successful. And, and look, it's, it's sort of where the Google algorithm is heading, right? And it's already there almost. It's behaving a lot more like a human network, right? So if one person came to you and said, you know, use this guy, he's great, right? That's, that's one thing. But if 15 people told you, use this guy, it's great, then you're much more inclined to use that person, right? So you've got 15, you know, completely different people telling you the same thing. And that's, that's the authority that I spoke about before. And the same thing is, you know, takes place on the digital world with things like your website, right? So that digital authority, if one person is linking to your website, it's like, yeah. But if a thousand people are linking to your website or an article, then it means, and, and Google assumes that it is much more authoritative and hence will push you up. And, you know, the same, word of mouth is the same. So effectively, this, all of this search engine stuff is sort of coming back to the way we behave as humans anyway, right? So, and it all boils down to how you treat your customers and how you communicate with your customers. And, and probably going back to that cafe example, right, where you rock up and, and the place is closed even though that they're opening out so they were open, that's the sort of stuff you want to avoid and that's, you know, the negative side of it. But on the same time, you know, you want to try and nurture all those positive responses. So you want to get those good reviews. You want to get people linking to you. And, you know, that that's just standard business practice really is to give that good customer service and that good business, um, you know, experience to people. In fact, um, Google's got a bit of a acronym for it, haven't they? It's called EAT, E-A-T, so Expert, Authority and Trust. So they're the three things that um, Google really centre a lot of their things around. So I suppose probably the message... Which is the way you would talk to it, you know, if you were telling me about a particular tradie or something like that, then you're going off that experience you had with them, right? And and it's the same thing, you know. So you know that they're an expert because they did a good job on yours and you know they're trustworthy because, you know, they, they gave you a good invoice and they gave you, you know, they turned up on time and all of that. It's the same thing. It's just in the digital world. And it's just, um, as you say, as it's not, look, if this all sounds like it's just too hard, of course you can outsource that kind of thing to a business like ours. But um, it's one of those things that I think it's becoming like having the old days of, oh, you've got to be in the yellow pages. Well, these days you've got to have a Google My Business listing. You've got to have a website that's kept up to date. You've got to be showing your, your latest projects on there. You know, it's just part of your your business and running your business, you can't expect, um, and if you're sitting around going, oh, well, word of mouth is where my thing is, but you, you might get all that word of mouth, but then the person still doesn't come because they see your online footprint and go, oh, these guys are pretty Yeah, out, and the problem is with that, the problem is with that sort of mindset is that by the time the word of mouth drops off, you're behind the eight ball with all the other stuff and you're playing catch up. So you may as well even if you are getting good word of mouth business, you may as well put all those building blocks in the right place so that you can, you know, you're not impacted when the word of mouth does actually drop off. Well, that's perfect, Ads. That's um, given our listeners a good, uh, we've sort of gone through Google My Business and Bing business listings, SEO and what that means for your business, um, an overview on the Google Ads um, networks um, and also that impact of word of mouth and how it can be heightened by your digital footprint. So 
Uh, it's a good episode. Eh? It's a good bit of information in there. Hopefully, um, uh, everyone's taken taken that on board. Look, if there's anything in there that's a bit technical or you want to give us a call, um, just give marketing a call here at Mulcahy Co. and we'll um, we'll talk you through it, make an appointment, etc. But um, thanks for your time today, Ads. No worries at all, yeah. Um, go the cats. Yes, go the cats and the tigers this weekend. Thanks, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, bye, everyone. You've been listening to the FS360 podcast brought to you by Mulcahy Co. Financial Security 360 is at the centre of what we do at Mulcahy Co. If you'd like to speak to one of our professionals about a range of individual and business needs, give us a call.